everybody and welcome to I'll Rank That, the show where I will rank anything. I'm talking movies, I'm talking TV shows, I'm talking music, I'm even talking books. Any form of media, I'll take a chance on. And uh, what's the form of media that I'm taking on today? Donnie Darko. Now, while I don't know a lot about Donnie Darko, I do know that it has a pretty substantial cult following and that it's 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 critically acclaimed, I guess. It's praised by a lot of people like long time after the fact. This movie came out in 2001. Uh so it's it's been a while. It's back when Jake Gyllenhaal was just getting started in uh, acting. And the movie didn't even do that well. It had a budget of 4.5 million dollars but only came uh, only made back 7.5 million dollars. Now I'm pretty sure that in the film industry you have to make back twice the your budget to make a profit. So this movie did not make profit at the time. And yet people still talk about it a while later. And I I I really don't know anything about this movie. I know that there's some really fucked up shit in this movie and I know it has a following. That's literally all I know in this movie. So I'm going in like completely blind. So I've got Donnie Darko's Wikipedia page pulled up. Uh it was written and directed by Richard Kelly. It stars Jake Gyllenhaal, Jenna Malone, and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Uh, Drew Barrymore is in there. That's kind of cool. Uh, cinematography by Stephen Poster. And music by Michael Andrews. Uh, it's just short of two hours long. And uh, I mean, and I think without further delay, I should just uh, jump right into that. Uh, some of you know the drill. I'll uh, pop in from time to time, tell you where I am throughout the movie, let you in on where my thoughts are, where my input is, what I like, what I don't like. And at the end, I'll go into even more depth about it. So, uh, without further ado, Donnie Darko. So, I actually don't know if this is a horror movie or not, but it really does give off the vibe that it is. Um, especially with, like, the posters and everything that I've seen of it. Uh, and I'm completely alone right now. And usually I do these podcast episodes with somebody, uh, and I'm a little puss bitch, and I don't watch horror alone. So, and it's also, like, 2 a.m. right now. And so I'm going to keep every light on in the house <laughs> while watching this movie. And, uh, yeah, anyway, just kind of wanted to put that in there. All right, so I'm roughly 12 minutes in, and already so much has happened. Uh, we we open up the movie, uh, and we see Donnie, who's, like, lying in the middle of the road. Oh, sorry, Donnie's played by Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, main character. Uh, we see him lying in a road, asleep. Uh, next to his bike, he wakes up and he goes home. We don't know why. Well, that's really it. And the music that plays during this whole sequence, I don't, I don't really know what it's called. I had never heard the song before, but I really do like it. It's, it's like a kind of an upbeat mood, even though this movie is definitely not upbeat. <laughs> and um, so we come in, we we meet the family. Uh, they seem like, you know, enough, a regular, like, nuclear family type. Uh, they have fun. The dad has a, a sense of humor. I don't know his name, neither the mom, but the dad has more of a sense of humor. Uh, the mom, not so much. Uh, Donnie, we find, is actually pretty funny. Uh, he he kind of has this, like, feud, I guess, with his sister. She's older than him, I think. Uh, 
and uh, she's also pretty funny. The whole family is just entertaining, at least to watch. Uh, and they also have this, um, I guess, like six, seven year old. So they have dinner and it doesn't go that great. They have a screaming match between Donnie and his uh, older sister. And they kind of go their separate ways. We learned that Donnie is off his meds for whatever reason. We don't know what his meds are for. And later in the night, he uh, he he goes and takes the meds. And that night, he kind of he gets up, he sleepwalks, and he has this vision of a like like a super tall bunny or guy in a bunny suit. I'm not quite sure what it is, but I'm starting to think maybe it's schizophrenia. Maybe he's a schizophrenic, mixed with sleepwalking. That's that's dangerous. And it was it was super creepy. You know, my heart was racing the entire time. I don't like horror. Well, I do like horror, but I I hate the feeling of horror, right? And it was just like it, it came out of nowhere. It was such like a kind of an upbeat mood, and then just bam. It was terrifying. And the bunny said that uh, the world was going to end in like 28 days, which I think either lands on Halloween or November 1st in this uh, in this movie. And uh, yeah, so we, we snap out of the vision of Donnie and his older sister comes home from, I guess, sneaking out or maybe just leaving. Uh, she comes home and their chandelier just like straight explodes. And their entire house is like shooken. And uh, then we cut to to Donnie when he wakes up. And that's where I'm at right now. That's where I'm paused. Um, but right away, this movie is, is it's very interesting. It's definitely going to be more of like a psychological thriller. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't trust it. I feel like there's something super sinister just lying in the, in the crevices. Uh, but anyway, I'll, I'll tune in back soon. And uh, yeah, anyway, I gotta muster up the courage to finish this. Alright, so I'm about 40 minutes in. And uh, again, a, a lot has happened. So from where I left off, uh, Donnie was asleep. And he woke up on a golf course. And... Uh, he is found by one of his friends, uh, one of his friends' dads, and uh, nothing really important happens. It's just Donnie has some like cryptic writing on his arm, and uh, so he makes his way back home. And that chandelier, like all like exploding the entire house, was actually because a jet engine or like a plane engine fell right into Donnie's room while he was gone, and just completely wrecked the house. And, like, it's a it's a great thing that Donnie had this sleepwalking that night because he was able to, uh, to escape. Um, yeah, so that's, that's really it. They get situated into a, a hotel room. And uh, we pick up where Donnie walks his little sister to uh, the bus stop. And we meet a few new characters, uh, Donnie's friends. They're assholes. And, uh... We, we see the, the little sister's friends. And they, Donnie's friends, make fun of one of them for being Asian. Like, they're straight, like, super racist to her for, like, no reason. And she's, she's a kid. She's, like, super fucked up. 
Um, so during the actual school, we meet to Drew Barrymore as a teacher. Uh, she's pretty like she's she's a horrible person and she's not a great teacher. Um, we we find out that Donnie is actually a pretty good student. He he knows the answers and he can he can catch the irony in in like a text. He's able to kind of look past the the face value meaning. And a, a new student comes into the class, and uh, she she just kind of moved to the town. So Drew Barrymore, as the teacher, tells her to sit next to the cutest boy, like immediately putting her on the stand. And then she kicks out a kid from her seat to allow the new student to sit down, and she sits down next to Donnie. So all around, it's just like a really toxic environment in the school. Um... Then we we go to to Donnie and his dad in the car afterwards, like after school. They're just driving. I don't quite know where. And they almost run over this like super old lady. They say she's like a hundred and one years old. She's just standing in the middle of the road, and uh, she Donnie goes over, try to get her out the road, and uh, she she leans over and whispers something in his ear, and we don't know what it was. Uh, so we're just kind of left to assume. I'm sure that will be solved later on. Uh, so then we cut to Donnie in his, uh, therapy appointment. And nothing really happens in this first one. She just asks him some basic questions. Uh, he tells her a bit about Frank, which is the bunny. And, uh, it, it ends. Then we, we go to this, like, super, like, cringy <laughs> motivational video, like, straight out of the 90s. Talking about how you can't let fear kind of, like, sideline you in life. And you gotta keep moving. All that stupid shit. <laughs> and, uh, and we go, we see Donnie sleeping on his couch later that night. And, uh, he gets up, he starts sleepwalking, so we know this is gonna be another weird uh sequence and we we get better look at the bunny this time and he is pretty creepy i'll give him that he's like six foot tall he's got these like super like fangy teeth and no like he's got eyes but there's no pupils like they're just like white balls so it, it's it is creepy and uh what happens is donnie just gets up starts walking around and in every shot, the bunny is either in the background or he's the main focus. But he's always there. And we see Donnie pick up an axe. And that's that's the end of it. And we can... I'm starting to really think, like, this is a schizophrenic episode. But he's also taking his pills. So I'm starting to think that the pills are what are what's, like, making him have schizophrenic episodes. And that very next morning... Donnie goes out to the bus stop and we learn that the school has been flooded because somebody broke like some pipes and water went all around the school. Not only that is a big copper statue or sorry bronze big bronze statue in front of the school was like broken like there was an axe right like through uh, I think it's a bulldog right through its head. And it's the same axe that we saw Donnie, Donnie pick up. So he's like full on being controlled by his schizophrenic episodes. So at this point, it's gone completely out of hand and he has gone kind of violent. Uh, we see the new girl that uh, joined, the, joined the school. 
and she's getting harassed by a bunch of assholes. Uh, so Donnie uh, walks her home just to you know make sure that she gets home safely. And they talk, and uh, we kind of learn that Donnie's a bit socially awkward. He doesn't really know how to talk to people. He goes into way too much detail about shit he should not go into detail about, like his mental illness and his uh, violent past. <laughs> but, you know, somehow, some way, it works, and uh, he manages to kind of get her as a girlfriend, I guess. And uh, if it's that easy, my God, I just start talking about my violent past to women and, you know, I'll be set. <laughs> so now we have Donnie's second therapy appointment where his therapist thinks it's a good idea to try to hypnotize him and ask him some questions. And uh, we see that Donnie is just really naturally funny. Like he's he's just crude, but he's also like, he's sick. You can tell he's sick. He He says shit that he really shouldn't be saying and um yeah she has to wake him up prematurely because shit was going down the wrong way and uh he really just gives off the vibe that he's you know his his treatment is failing him uh we i think next we cut to a school bathroom right he's in the bathroom because the school's trying to crack down and figure out who who um Christ, I'm going to have to cut all this out. Hold on, give me a second. The school's trying to figure out who, like, vandalized and destroyed the, the property of the school. Because on the, I forgot to mention, where next to the statue, Donnie had written, they made me do it. So now they're trying to, to find out who wrote that. And uh, I guess the school bully thought that Donnie ratted him out, so he, he puts Donnie in a headlock in the bathroom and pulls a knife on him. This school is really fucked up, like horrifying shit on a daily basis. God damn. Uh, and now we have this little like moment where there's like two events happening and we just kind of keep flip-flopping between them. One of them, this lady is uh, like super Karen. She's trying to, like, get a book banned from the schools because in the book, they destroyed someone's house by, like, destroying the water pipes and all that shit. And she thinks that the students took inspiration from that book and did that to the school. And on the other end, you have Donnie at home taking his pill. And we get to see, like, Frank, like, super up close. Donnie tries to touch him, but there's, like, a force field there. And they have, like, a full-on conversation. And it's it's not in, like, a, a confrontational way. Donnie's asking Frank questions like, why'd you make me do it? And Frank is just, like, almost acting like he's on Donnie's side. And I, I'm just really confused at, like, the dynamic of that. Anyway, Donnie gets interrupted by his little sister. And he kind of snaps out of it and realizes that Frank isn't really there. That's where I am, where where I am right now. They're watching a second cheesy-ass motivational video. And, uh, yeah, I guess uh, I'll pick it up in 30, to, 30 minutes to an hour from now. Uh, yeah. A lot about Donnie Darko. I so, now, uh, I'm finished the movie. I completely done it. The credits are rolling right now. It, um... It was something. I I guess I'll get to that. But uh, I'll just list off and kind of read to you guys the plot. Um, 
hold on, I gotta go way back in my notes. So, after the therapy appointment and the hallucination again, Donnie is at school, and there's this, this teacher, uh, I think her name is Farmer, Mrs. Farmer, and she's, she's real psycho, she's trying to push her agenda onto the children, and she's trying to give a lesson about uh, human emotions, and she says it's basically black and white, there's fear and there's love, and there's two different sides of the spectrum, and you're either driven by fear or driven by love, no in between. And Donnie says that that's a very flawed philosophy, and he challenges her on that, and she just won't take no as an answer, and she's in, like, heavy denial. And, uh, basically, it ends with both of them screaming at each other, and Donnie gets in trouble for saying, for telling her to shove her assignment up her ass, which I thought was pretty funny. Apparently so did the dad, because he had to stifle with laughter. Um, I kind of noticed throughout the movie that they use the same, like, score whenever Frank is near, and it's, it's haunting. It, it, it really does the job well. It is terrifying, because you just feel a looming threat, and I thought that was just really well done. I'm gonna have to look back at whoever did the music, but, like, mad props to them. That was, they did a phenomenal job in this movie. Uh, since the engine just shattered Donnie's room, he got a new one with completely, like, new everything, I guess. Not much to add, I just thought that was kind of interesting, you know, it's not like he's not loved by his parents, he's very much loved. He's just, uh, he's, he's schizophrenic, right? Um, so we skip a few scenes, but for the plot to work, all that you really need to know is that there's this lady... Roberta Sparrow, who was the old lady that they almost ran over with their car, Donnie and his father, earlier in the movie. And uh, she used to be a nun and like a hardcore devoted Christian. And one day she just woke up and she was like a completely different person. Just like completely different. She quit the church, started writing about time travel. And she started teaching science. And just completely changed. And now she's she's super old, right? Uh, and Frank was asking about time travel the last time Donnie saw him. So there's kind of that link there. He's Donnie's starting to think that maybe Frank wants him to talk to Roberta. Roberta, the, the old lady, she apparently what she had whispered to Donnie was that everything on earth dies alone. And that's just, you know, it's eerie. It's eerie. I don't like that. <laughs> uh, we go back to Donnie for another, like, therapy session. And the, the therapist doesn't really seem to have Donnie's best interests in mind. She's really cold. She, she doesn't seem to sympathize with him at all. And, and she, she doesn't really treat him the way you'd think a therapist ought to treat, you know, a schizophrenic patient. A, a child, too. Um, we cut back, Donnie's at home, they're watching football with all his friends and his dad, and he passes out, and when he wakes up, like, everyone has these, like, um, see-through, clear, like, tubes coming out of them, and it's, like, 
liquid. And it's like in front of them. It's just kind of like slithering. And eventually one comes out of him. And uh, he follows it. And it leads him to his parents' room where uh, he finds a gun. And, uh, well, that's obviously a problem. <laughs> uh, then we, we cut Donnie's in the bathroom uh, taking his pills. And he turns around and uh, he has a knife. Starts staring at the at Frank, and you know there's a border between them, like a like almost a mirror where he can't reach. But he, Donnie grabs a knife and he starts like swinging it and stabbing it at the mirror, like in in Frank's direction. And like Frank's eyes start glowing, and I guess he starts getting like agitated and and mad. And it's like, it's super, it's eerie and it's creepy. And like the score starts building up and you know, the, 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 the suspense, the thriller, it, it like hits a peak. And meanwhile, the therapist is telling Donnie's parents about Frank, about his schizophrenic friend and all the, the troubles he's dealing with there. So... Now, the, the motivational speaker that's in all these super cheesy, shitty videos about fear and love actually comes to the school. And he's, you know, he's trying to motivate people and tell them his philosophy of life. And, and you know, as we've already, like, learned, Donnie does not like this philosophy. So, he goes over to an open mic and he starts calling him out and says, how much are they paying you to be here? You know, how much bullshit is this? Are you just saying this so we have to buy your book? And he's really... He's sticking at them. He's calling him out on his bullshit. Eventually, it hits, it hits a climax when Donnie calls the guy an antichrist. And that pisses everybody off. And Donnie's is escorted out of the, the auditorium. Donnie later uh, confides in his girlfriend... He talks about the uh, the book that uh, Roberto wrote and everything that's been happening to him, and how he thinks that there's a link there between the the time travel and everything. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, Donnie later in the therapy appointment tells his therapist about the, the the tubes coming out of people and how he's confused by all this and he's like hallucinating during the day and. The, the therapist is starting to get a bit worried. Uh, but he she asked Donnie, where did the tubes lead him? And the tubes obviously led him to the gun. But Donnie lied and said that the tubes led him to nothing. So that the therapist wouldn't question more. Later, Donnie and Gretchen are presenting a project for a class and it's it's some real simple it's just showing babies like images of like nice things while they sleep just to kind of help them develop early and one kid asks what if they uh what if the parents show some demonic shit to the kid when that messed them up and and gretchen who's donnie's girlfriend says you know would you do that to your kids and then Seth Rogen actually in this movie plays a complete asshole says 
didn't your stepdad stab your mom? Which he did. I think I forgot to mention that. But yeah, her mom got stabbed by by like her stepdad. And that's a, such a shitty thing. Such a shitty thing to, to bring up. And uh, so they storm off. Uh, Gretchen storms off. Donnie chases her. And Gretchen kisses Donnie. Uh, that's cool, I guess. I don't, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Donnie and uh, Gretchen, they go to the movie theater just to get away, watch a movie. And while they're in there, Gretchen falls asleep. And, uh, you know, Frank shows up. And Donnie and Frank have this conversation. Uh, Donnie asks Frank to um, to take off the bunny suit. And so Frank does. And he shows the, this guy underneath it and he's missing one eye and uh, Donnie asks him why but he doesn't really get an answer uh I will say the score is fantastic during this whole segment it's just like an orchestra and it's beautifully done it's it's uh mixed in with the the dialogue perfectly it's not overbearing but you can easily hear it, it it's it's really great Frank tells Donnie to uh, burn down the house of the motivational speaker, and uh, Donnie does. So he he leaves uh, Gretchen at the movie theater alone, and goes to burn down the house. Meanwhile, uh, we go to a talent show where just a bunch of kids are performing. Notably, Charita, I think is how you say her name, which is the the Asian girl that got bullied at the bus stop i i made a mistake i thought she was like the same age as the younger sister she's not she's the same age as donnie and everybody else and she's performing like this dance and she's getting booed and heckled the entire time no one does anything uh, so she walks off and then uh, donnie's little sister comes in with a with a dance troupe and she comes in and she does her thing and you know it goes over well no one's gonna boo a kid and uh, you know they they get applause and whatnot. Uh, then we cut back to Donnie in the the motivational speaker's house, and he he burns it to the ground. He actually does it. He burns it all down, and um, you know this is just another instant of him succumbing to to Frank's orders. And it's it's like he's completely he's not in control of his own body anymore, basically. So the next morning. They wake up to the news about the the, ar the arson uh, to the motivational speaker's house. But what they find in his basement is like a shit ton of child porn. <laughs> like a crazy amount of kid porn. And, you know, everybody's like, shocked. Everyone's taken aback because he was, you know, such a good guy. And, you know, he preached, you know, like good like, he's trying to be a good person, trying to make everyone else a good person, but he had, you know, shit ton of child born, and so he, uh, he got arrested, and the, the crazy later, crazy lady, sorry, Mrs. Farmer, she comes in, knocks on the, the Darko's, the Darko's door, Christ, and she says that she needs to help make a defense for this motivational speaker because she doesn't believe he actually did it she thinks he was set up which means she can't take the dance troupe out to los angeles meaning that um donnie's mom is also gonna have to leave so both donnie's mom and dad are out of town 
which is very bad for Donnie because he's in a very unstable uh, mood. Uh, can I just say how fucked up it is to try to defend the uh, <laughs> the child porn guy? That's ridiculous. Uh, Drew Barrymore, she plays the teacher. She got fired for condoning the, the book that, you know, thought was inspired uh, to, to flood the, uh, the school. And uh, there's not really much that's being said except for... Uh, um, Not much being said, except uh, Drew Barrymore says the phrase cellar door, which comes into play later on. I, I actually don't know how. I'm not great with theories. Uh, so she leaves. Donnie runs into, um, what's her face? Uh, Charita again. And he, uh, he goes over to her, tells her that when she grows up, she needs to be like better than this. And she can't like fall to the same problems of being bullied. And she, she runs away, and she drops a book, like, showing that she has a, a crush on him, I guess. This doesn't really go anywhere. I'm not sure why they put it in there, but whatever. Uh, Donnie goes to another therapy appointment. And this time, he's put under hypnosis again. And uh, the therapist is kind of just probing, asking him what he's done. And uh, he, Donnie just completely confesses to everything he's done. The, the arson and the, like, the uh, vandalism to the school. And this is a big shock, of course, for the, for the therapist. She thinks she's making, you know, great ground. But then Donnie, like, starts realizing what he said. And he's starting to panic, realizing that he's not in control of his own body and how he thinks the world's coming to an end. So he's having a full-on breakdown, and all of a sudden, he doesn't trust Frank anymore. And um, then he can't escape him. So he's, like, huddled in the therapist's arms, having a full-on breakdown, and Frank is just staring at him. Creepy as all hell. I have to pause the movie, because I was freaking out a little bit. It's, it's not, like, full-on scary, but it's just a thriller, and they make amazing use of jump scares. Not, like, run-after jump scares, but just quick cuts. And it's done to perfection. Eventually, uh, the therapist just snaps uh, Donnie out of it. And, of course, Frank fades away. Um, but that just kind of shows, like, the real major instability that he's in right now. Uh, so Donnie goes back home. He sees, uh, well, he meets up with his older sister since she's in charge. Now that there's no parents uh, in the house anymore. And she tells him that she got accepted into Harvard. Uh, Donnie says that they should throw a party. She said, she says sure. And uh, so that's what that's what they did, right? It was supposed to be a small party, but it ended up being much bigger. And uh, Donnie's therapist ends up leaving an urgent message to the house, but nobody picks up because nobody's there. Or sorry, everyone's there, but it's just extremely loud. Donnie's girlfriend uh, shows up to the house saying that her mom is gone. She doesn't know how, but the house is trashed. And she thinks that the stepfather has something to do with it. So Donnie tries to comfort his girlfriend. And um, as we get closer to the end of the world, Donnie realizes that he can't just sit idly by while all this is happening. And that he needs to, to do something. So he rallies everybody up, all his friends and his girlfriend. And they go to... 
Grandma Death's House or Roberta Sparrow. It's the same person. So they go to Grandma Death's house. And uh, they get attacked before they can even reach it. Uh, Seth Rogen and his buddy, uh, the bully, they they tackle them. And uh, the bully has a knife to Donnie's neck. And he says that he's going to kill him. And as a car is approaching, Seth Rogen's character panics and runs away while the bully character stays. And the plan is to uh, slit Donnie's throat, I guess. But the car's coming in and they think that it's the police. So eventually the bully leaves without killing Donnie and the car runs over Gretchen. And like there's like a little momentary pang of people trying to, you know, process what just happened. Like, did she actually get run over? And yeah, she was. And Frank comes out of the car. It's not... It's the guy wearing the the bunny suit, Frank. Who says he didn't mean to. Why was she in the road in the first place? And Donnie has none of this. He picks up the gun that he has and shoots Frank in the head, killing him. Donnie carries Gretchen back home. Puts her in a car, and uh, he starts seeing the uh, the sky start to crack and break up, uh, break apart. So he realizes that the apocalypse is is really on them now. Uh, the plane that Donnie's mom and sister is on, uh, they start getting some heavy turbulence, being in the sky and all. And uh, Donnie monologues about if he can like turn back time, and go back in time. That's when he has a realization, and I I don't know how. Maybe it was said, and I just didn't pick it up. But Donnie ends up going back in time to the night where the jet engine hit the house, right? And this night, instead of letting uh, Frank lead him out of the house, he's just going to stay in his room and die, hoping that all of this changes the reality. So he stays in his room. And he gets hit by the uh, plane engine. And everybody, you know, as he's getting hit, we see everybody right before, like the calm before the storm. We see everybody dealing with their own individual trauma. And, you know, it kind of shows that everyone has their own personal lives and their own pain going on. And uh, that's the last note I have. Because after that, we see the family grieving. And that's the end. We see that nobody, like his girlfriend, doesn't even know who he is. Because they wouldn't have met. And, like, that's it. That's the end of the movie. Credits roll. And, obviously, there's more. There's theories to be said. I don't know if I really want to go into that. I'll have to see. But I think I'm going to try to, you know, go on YouTube and find a video. <laughs> explaining everything. And uh, I'll, I'll come back to you guys with some theories. Okay. So, I just spent, like... Oh, a good 20 minutes looking at videos. And the main theory of what I can see is that there's like a branch reality in which Donnie met Frank. For whatever reason, Frank isn't supposed to be in this reality. And he needs, Donnie needs to send Frank back to his own reality. So what Donnie does is he takes plane engine the engine of the plane that his mom and sister are on and brings it to his room before he ever met frank to send him back to his own dimension or his own reality basically 
cutting off where they met and just leaving it as is, leaving him to die and everyone else to live. That's like the main one. I don't really care to go into all the other ones. It's just, it's. I feel it's a bit unnecessary, this movie. I think people might be reading into it too much. I think it's just mainly about schizophrenia and... um the uh, the the mental effects and the the illness that he has. Okay, time to do my actual ranking, my talking, my rating of this movie. <laughs> uh, overall, I don't think I liked it as much as as I was hoping to. I it just didn't really speak to me. A few times I was checking the runtime just to see how much I had left. That's not exactly what I want out of a movie. And I felt it dragged in some parts. The pacing was a bit off because you would just do the same thing five times in a row. And it was just it started to drag like after the fifth therapy session or after the fifth hallucination. It's just not that scary anymore. I know what to expect. So eh, and the shocking moments weren't that shocking. It didn't like leave me out of my seat. I just had a straight face the entire time. Uh, I think Jake Gyllenhaal did a fantastic job. In this movie. I think he definitely stole the show. Without him the movie would be. Even more bland than it is. Uh, but there's so many. Unnecessary characters in this movie. And so much that's just left unresolved. Or confusing. I don't I don't like this movie. I don't think that much. <laughs> um, I don't know. The story was clunky. I think I'll give that like a. A, a 5 out of 10. It's average. right? Completely average. Characters, I give it like a 7 out of 10. Or, yeah, I'd say 7.5 out of 10 because Donnie and Frank were amazing. Everybody else was mediocre. Um, The score was very, very good. I think it's like a good 8.5 out of 10. The the height in the, 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 the impactful moments were made that much better because of the score. The height in drama because of the score. Frank's theme was eerie and haunting it was terrifying i think the pacing was was not that good i think i'll give that a three out of ten it's well below average it was just it was it was a pain sometimes to get through i think the cinematography was pretty good uh frank being in the background of some scenes was always like a really nice detail to see but other than that, nothing special, really. I think I'll give that a 6 out of 10. Um, and overall, just, like, enjoyability. I don't know. I'll give it, like, a 5 out of 10. The movie is a 5 out of 10. It's a perfectly average movie. Never gonna revisit. <laughs> I think if it was branded as a horror, it would have done much better. I can understand why it has a cult following, and it definitely got me at the, like, the tense moments were done really well. But, like, as a story and enjoyability, it was not that. It was not good. Um, but yeah, I guess that concludes my, my, my ranking, my rating for uh, Donnie Darko. If you're wondering how uh, I chose Donnie Darko, which you're probably not, but still... Uh, I got this poster of uh, top 100 movies, like bucket list type thing. These are scratch off squares. I thought it was just neat. So I picked it up and I 
threw the numbers into a random number generator, and Donnie Darker is what it gave me. So I figured, okay, why not? I'll put it up. So I think that's where I'll be getting most of my, my video ideas from now on. Sorry, my video, my podcast ideas from now on. I'll just, uh, I'll just pick a, a random number and, uh, watch the movie that's on there. I've seen, like, a good third or a quarter of these movies on this list already, but, you know, still. Uh, but other than that, that's, uh, that's been me on I'll Rank That, and, uh, that's all, really. <laughs> See ya, folks.